0: Listening to the Horizons Church Podcast. It's a good morning, Tater. Yeah. Whoa, whoa. I don't know what's going on did here. Did you like how that was a declarative statement instead of the normal question? I did. It was, it
1: was fun. It was a fun spin. I was like, what's going on? He's sharing a thought here. He's taking the lead on the form of
0: mourning he's experiencing. It's good to hear. I don't know where the tater came from. I'm I wasn't just... sure. Okay,
1: okay, cool. <laughs> I wasn't sure if there's, like, a buried reference. I'm it's... like,
0: oh, I'm not understanding. I'm sure there is deep in my subconscious, but yeah. I'm not sure where, why, how. It's pretty good, though,
1: you know? It's warmer than I would wish, but that said, really not bad. It's not bad. No,
0: you know? and we've discussed many times our different opinions yeah. on I can, the I temperature. Can, uh, I
1: can withstand this.
0: He will withstand. And having <laughs> done all to withstand, stand.
1: <laughs> I also looked at the 10-day, and I'm like, it's going to be hot. Yeah. Is it? But I did it dawn on me as I as I, you know, left the garage this morning. It's like, "Oh, well, yeah, it's July, Ethan." It is July. Duh. You're right. I mean, that is what one might expect. <laughs> Yeah, August, probably similar. And I'm like, I need to kind of just get
0: over it because I have two more months to just acclimate. Be in it. Two more months of a inevitably high electric bill. I say so you run your AC fairly hard in the summer or... It depends
1: on your standard, I mm. guess. I didn't turn it off when I left the house. I just turned it up, so it didn't work quite as hard. Mm. But, oh, fun question. <laughs> fun for me. Um, <laughs> fun! right in with your submissions, listeners. <laughs> when you leave the house and no one's there... What would you set the thermostat at in the summer?
0: Well, so we have an upstairs and a downstairs thermostat. Right. Control the temperatures. Mm -hmm. And for example, it's actually a great question. Very timely. Because Mm -hmm. as of this recording, I am leaving tomorrow for my seminary coursework in Florida. Right, right. And we will be gone. Actually, my family's already down there. Yeah, yeah. On a separate trip. (laughs) It's funny. They're down in Florida. We're basically in the same area and we never see each other when I'm done. Because anyway, point being, I will typically bump it up two degrees. So I will go up from 72 to 74 upstairs and 74 to 76 downstairs. Okay.
1: That's not... Because
0: I don't want it to be running extra hard because, Uh uh you know, we're not there. Right. But I also don't want it to be super warm when we get back. Also, my dog stays yeah, and my brother's come and take care of him. So I don't want him being super uncomfortable, (laughs) you know, that is so I'll bump it up a little bit, but not much honestly, kind of similar to what I do. I mean, it's not it's
1: not far anyway. So when I leave the house, I bump it up to like 72. And so it's like not hopefully working insanely hard, but when I get home, it's still comfortable, you know, what yes. you want to walk in the door and then I can go from there, but it's usually fine by then. So mm-hmm. yeah. Yes. Riveting stuff. I know, but I was riveting very, stuff. I was very interested.
0: And in case any of you all didn't know this, cause I didn't until last year. And I think we actually talked about it on a podcast yeah. episode is that if you have a two story house or three, you know, whatever it is, it's like mm-hmm. top story should be the temperature you actually want. And then you bump two degrees down because cool air goes down yeah. and then you're air conditioner isn't working as hard, both-wise. It's very useful. So, learn that little tip. Uh, at least that's what the internet told me, and I, <laughs> I've trusted it. It's worked so far. That's good. My my electric bill has benefited greatly mm-hmm. from that. So, very nice. isn't very that nice. exciting? It isn't is. Isn't that exciting? You know, one thing, hopefully, we won't have to deal with when we're in the next world, mm-hmm. the world to come, mm-hmm. without end. Right. Life everlasting. Yes. Is uncomfortable temperatures. Well, yeah. I mean... I'd like that. I mean, think about that, you know? Will the temperature still vary but not be uncomfortable? Do you know what I'm saying? Does that make yeah, sense? What like, What is our relation to temperature? Yeah, so like if you went up into the Himalayas, mm. would it still be cold but not like, oh my gosh, it's so cold, it's awful. Like, oh, it's cold and you can feel the difference but it's it's no longer an unpleasant sensation.
1: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. I think it's very interesting that normally someone would say, what is our relation to time? And yet I'm saying, what is our relation to the temperature?
0: temperature. <laughs> <laughs> Forget <laughs> time. <laughs> I'm interested in that temperature. (laughs) What is that temperature life? What about that climate control there? Yeah, and uh, of course, that's a little, you know, little segue, segue Mm -hmm. into uh, what we're talking about today because one of the most common questions that I get, you know, on the pastoral theological level is uh, it goes something to the tune of, will we have memories hmm. in heaven? Sure. yeah, yeah You know, yeah. so like when we're resurrected again, you know, new heaven, new earth, world without end. Will we remember the past life and whatnot? Will we remember having to <laughs> reset our thermostats oh. when we left the house? And all joking aside, I mean, this is, it really is a particular concern for folks who, well, you got a couple different things going on here. I mean, you got folks, I think, who don't, want to remember certain traumatic events who maybe have big regrets about certain sins or on the other side of that you have those who do want to remember certain events but are concerned that the new life comes and some you know saint michael is going to come up with the men in black thing and and then you just you forget forget everything right
1: yeah oh man (laughs) honestly i didn't even think about the trauma thing which i'm sure says a lot about me having a a charmed life (laughs) But, like, legitimately, I always thought of probably the second example here of, like, there are things I'd love to hold on to, like, things that are, like, very, like, meaningful, Mm -hmm. um, at least to my earthly conception. (laughs) (laughs) And so I think about, like, recognizing people or remembering certain events or something. That's kind of what my mind goes to.
0: Yes, yes. And so I think it's a worthwhile question, obviously. And even though I cannot speak definitively to the precise nature of our memories and their exact qualities, I think I'm standing safely on the solid ground of scripture when I say that yes, we will in fact have memories in the new creation. Hmm. something we're going to have. And we will have them in such a way that will satisfy all the major concerns of people who are thinking through such a thing. Okay. I think I'm standing on safe ground to say those things. I'm interested. We're going to find out. We'll leave that to your (laughs) discretion and discernment listeners. (laughs) So let's start with a pretty well-known verse on this subject. Revelation one four mm. because, you know, we want to know what God has to say about this. Who cares about what Josiah has to say? <laughs> who cares what Ethan has to say? I mean, maybe yeah. you care more about what Ethan has to say, what we want to know is what God has to say. So, Revelation 21.4 says, he, God, will wipe away every tear from their eyes, that is the eyes of those who, you know, love him and are with him now in eternity, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. So people read that, or they read other similar verses, like Isaiah 65:17, where God says that he creates new heavens and a new earth, and the former things shall not be remembered or come to mind, okay? And they think... Wow, so does that mean no memories of the life we're living now? Yeah. You know, like former things not coming to mind, old things have passed away. Yeah. Does that include our memories?
1: It's certainly, like, when I hear, like, the former things have passed away, that's that's the verse that comes to mind when I think about this yep. sort of thing. It's mm-hmm. At least the sort of language. I probably, gun to my head, could not have told you where to find that. But I'm like, yep. oh, yeah, that sticks That mm-hmm. sticks in my memory. Right. And I can see why that leads someone to think, like, we lose touch with all of that. hmm Sidebar here. Morning. Yes. pain, cool. Love dropping that. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds ideal. <laughs> Here's just the weird little thought here. Yeah. Crying? Not yeah. always a bad thing. I've always privately wondered if I fully understood where that verse is communicating or not. Maybe I'm just not tracking, but I'm like, I honestly, when I think about some of these things, I'm like, wow, that makes me like that one, I feel there's ought to be moved to tears out of like gratitude or like beauty. I'm like,
0: right. I don't know. Yes. but uh. Yes. And there could be, you know, that would be an interesting other topic to explore is like, you know, is there actually room for that Yeah, there? Right. You know what <laughs> I mean? so I know I'm getting off on a sidebar. There's a moment in C.S. Lewis's book, The Problem of Pain, mm. where he talks about the good ache of like, for example, yes. when you take like, a, lo- yes. a long walk through through a beautiful mountain or something, mm-hmm. and you get to the end of the day, and there's this pleasant ache in your legs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not yeah. like the, like, oh, this hurts. It's like, oh, I just yeah. finished a nice long day. <laughs> you just kind of wonder about those things. But I think all that to say, the point is mm. those unpleasant things. Right. Okay. Are the things that are passing away? Because I don't think these texts and texts like them are getting at the fact that, oh, yeah, you lose all your memories. (laughs) Right. Because in Revelation, for example, it seems to me that the former things that are talked about there are referring to the things like death, mourning, and pain. Because, I mean, in that text itself, God says those things will be no more. For. All right. So then that word for, very important. You know, important. it's like that's the logical connector. And the reason those things will be no more is because for the former things have passed away. And so take all that together, in other words, I think he's saying death and mourning and pain cease to be because the old order oh. of things has passed away. So okay. again, the former things, the old order is death, morning pain. Mm, right. Not necessarily, I don't think memories are included in that necessarily, because he's talking about the old cursed world under the subjection of sin. Yeah. So I want to say in those texts, the former things, again, aren't memories, but rather the painful experiences and losses that come with living in a cursed, sin-ridden world that's been, you know, crashed into the dirt over and over and over again. So yeah, that old order is done away with when the new order, the new creation comes And so the bad things don't happen anymore. But that's not a commentary on memories. Okay,
1: right. So we're really, as you kind of break down the language of that, it does help draw attention to what that verse is trying to communicate. Mm -hmm. Like the, the cosmic powers of sin and death, and all they've wrought, gone. Yes. All gone. But this doesn't necessarily, at least from what we can tell, doesn't necessarily omit the good. Like, is there anything we can hang our hat on, though, aside from like, yeah, he doesn't say that. Yeah, right, <laughs> like, right, right. I have like one very, very tiny reference in favor of retaining memory, and, I, and I'm curious if we're going to talk about it. But I'm far from a robust
0: argument. Oh, here, Oh, so, interesting, interesting. Um, more yes, well, in what you have yes, to say. well, you know, as one does. I'm sure that the text you're thinking of would probably. I'd be, I'll be curious. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> because you take. Let's, you know, go past Revelation and Isaiah. Okay. There are some other texts that I think pretty clearly indicate we'll have memories in the next. Cool, life. So I right. do want to have a place to hang our hats on besides just like, well, I don't think that verse is talking about that. Like, okay, well, is there a positive yeah. reference to your point? So for one example, you can consider the parable that Jesus told of Lazarus and the rich man, hmm. Luke sixteen. The rich man remembers from Hades that he still has brothers alive on the earth. And the angel talks about how Lazarus had his share of bad things in the former life. Like he talks about that. Like he says that in his presence. Okay. He mentions that. So you take that. Okay. Now let's grant someone might say, well, that's a parable. parable. Okay. All right. I think Jesus is communicating true (laughs) things about the afterlife there, but let's, let's grant it just (laughs) for the sake of argument. Let's say, okay, it's a parable. Let's not take any evidence Mm. about memories in the afterlife from that parable. All right. Jesus Knew the disciples and remembered what had happened to him on earth when he was resurrected. Mm -hmm. True. And in fact, he still bears the scars of his crucifixion on his body, right? You don't have an example of Jesus like, what are these scars from? (laughs) You know, he tells Thomas, put your hands into my wounds. Uh, He knows these things. And so extrapolating from that, since Paul tells us that Christ is the first fruits of the resurrection and that we in our own way will be like him Mm -hmm. when we are resurrected, I think it logically follows... We too will keep our memories. Oh, Jesus I, has all those. So we we're gonna keep yeah. ours too.
1: I really like that. I, I think that it, that specific like argument from that point is very reassuring, actually. Mm-hmm. The first fruit. I like that. My far less comforting example <laughs> <laughs> less comforting is just that it's like, here's a weird thing was Saul seeking out the witch to oh, conjure yes. up Samuel and Samuel's like, Hey bro, uh Lord's doing what I said, you idiot. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's my translator. I That's the subtext. Ethan Bolton version, EBV. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like his response indicates that he has a memory of his life on Earth. Right, so yes. Ooh, that's weird on a lot of levels, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm still like, that didn't come from nothing.
0: Right. So. Yes, yes, which I actually do think that's another point in favor of. Yeah. Retaining memories mm-hmm. in the next life yeah. is that he is able to remember, like, I mean, he recognizes Saul when he sees him, <laughs> you know, and he's <laughs> exactly. like. And exactly to your point, he says, yeah, God told you about this. Yeah. I told you about it. Here you are. And here it's happening. So <laughs> what else do you want me to say? Yeah. But I don't think that answers the question of the person who's concerned about remembering bad things, right? I agree. You know, right. you have the, still that camp of, well, I don't want to remember some traumatic things that happened to me or uh, yeah. certain regrets that I may have from uh, my former life. Absolutely. And what I want to say to that is, of course, I think it's implied that if there's no more mourning, pain etc. That would include emotional pain. because oh, like, Mourning is an agree. expression of yeah. that kind of a thing. And so if that's true, then let's say, let's take it even to like the furthest extreme. Let's say we still have all those memories of those bad things. Because you got to think, I mean, the worst thing that happened in human history was the crucifixion of the Son of God, and Jesus remembers that. You know, he remembers death. <laughs> he remembers Sorry. being subjected to the power of death. <laughs> Solid point. You know? But, you remember Jesus says to his disciples in the upper room, your sorrow will be turned into joy, Mm. which tells me, and I think this is remarkable, it's not just that you look back and see, I think, how, oh, like, even the things that made you sad worked out. It's that the very things that caused you sorrow are transformed into sources of joy now. Mm, Okay. And the reason I want to say that and take that reading of Jesus's words there is that those then become added sources of our praise to Christ. In other words, when we're we're gathered around the throne, as is described again in Revelation, where everyone's singing the song to Christ, where you were slain, and by your blood you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation, and made them a kingdom and priest to our God. Like part of our wonder there at praising Him for being slain is recognizing that He was slain for us and for our sins, and He ransomed us from all those bad things. Yeah. And so. I don't think it's too far-fetched to say that, you know, in a new creation where we see all of that and there's no more pain or mourning, why couldn't Christ transform those into sources of joy? You know, like, that might be beyond our ability to completely fathom right now. Like, so much is, right? Like, there's not—we can't understand everything about—well, that's what Paul says. We don't know yet fully what we're going to be. Yeah, we have very limited access to that knowledge. Yeah, but I think— even if it's like, oh yeah, no, you still remember those things. It's like, you no, know, that, that becomes a source of praise to Christ for seeing how he transformed and worked those things for our good. So again, all that is to say... I think we're quite safe to say that we will have our memories, yeah. but that we don't need to worry about whether or not they're going to cause us grief. Mm-hmm. Like whatever the case may be, right? whether I'm like off on some of this a little bit based on the data we have in scripture, what we do know is that there is no more mourning or pain, either physical, spiritual, or emotional. That is all gone. And so whatever memories we do have yeah. are not going to fall into the category of, painful or leading to mourning
1: right exactly
0: and so all that stuff that we abhor now in our memories if we retain it will become a source of praise and thanksgiving to the god who redeems all those things and works all things together for the good of those who love him which again i think would include our memories i think it would i think it would you know Mm -hmm. so it's interesting too because i'll just close with this because i you know well everyone knows i love the way that c.s lewis helped me (laughs) think through the world but in the last battle in the narnia books when they're in Aslan's country, they're looking around and they're like, this looks like Narnia, but like realer and better. Okay. And then across the way, they can see England. They're like, wait a minute, like that's England. Because they're worried like, oh, like, you know, everything we loved about Narnia and England's gone. Oh. And then they get to Aslan's country and they realize, no, everything we loved about Narnia and England was a shadow hmm. Of the real Narnia in England, in you know like this renewed creation, yeah. like everything that we loved best about them was because it was a pale reflection of the real mm-hmm. Narnia in England, yeah. and like everything that was good was preserved through that, like their their childhood homes, the woods, the memories, like all <laughs> that stuff came through, and so again, like Christ is coming back to renew the earth to make a new heavens and a new earth, but not like a like a <laughs> brand new, is in like utterly obliterate this one, and then give us it. Like when he says new, it's like new in quality. Yeah. And so it's like yeah, like what if uh, Notre Dame Ooh. survives that? You know what I mean? Pretty like exciting. again, I can't make that dogma, but <laughs> right. You know why not? It's not far fetched. To- yeah.
1: To think about that sort of thing. Right. As possible.
0: And I say all that to say that goes hand in hand with your memories. It's like you're yeah. like Oh yeah, I remember They're like, Oh, wait a minute. There's like Well, like the author of Hebrews talks about, like the tabernacle that Moses constructed was patterned after The true tabernacle in heaven. Mm, And truly,
1: yeah, that says a lot on its own.
0: Right. So it's like, you know, to be kind of, I don't know, kitschy about it, but it's like you look (laughs) at Notre Dame here and then it's like, oh, like you go to the new creation. It's like, there's the real Mm, Notre Dame. Yeah. What is the most perfected, realized, redeemed version of
1: that kind of artistry look like?
0: Yes. So anyway, all that to say, I think it's safe to say we'll have our memories to whatever extent or capacity that may look like. So there you have it. Thank you, as always, for listening. And uh, if you found this helpful, this is something that's going to stick in your memory. (laughs) Uh, Hope so. (laughs) Yeah, hope so. Pray so. Uh, And you want to leave us an honest five-star review that will stick in our memories. (laughs) Well done. Yeah, you can just throw that into the Apple podcast platform. And if you have any questions on this or any other topic, as always, feel free to email us at podcast at horizonschurch.net. Thank you, as always, for listening. And we'll catch you next time. Mm -hmm.